welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week me and Miss Boo take turns picking films to watch and talk about. Some are good, some are bad, and some are brand new. Like this month, ladies and gentlemen, the start of our new theme month, November, at the Film Club. Boo, how are you? I'm good. I'm a little sad that October is over. Our three months of horror has finally come to an end, but I'm also excited that we're doing November. Yes, the whole theme of this month is movies we have never seen before. It'll be an interesting dynamic. I've seen today's film, so why don't you tell everybody what we're watching today? Yes, so my pick for November, the movie I've never seen before, is the movie Giant, starring James Dean, Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson, directed by George Stevens. It's this three and a half hour epic melodrama set in Texas, takes place over the course of 30 years. It talks about race, it talks about sexism, it talks about wealth, oil inequality, the death of the mythology of the West. Old money, new money. It's wonderful. It also, didn't know it was three and a half hours. I yeah. I basically picked this as blind as I can be. I saw the poster, and it looked like a Western. I legitimately thought this was Rebel Without a Cause, but with cowboy hats. I thought that's what this movie was. I mean, did you think James Dean's Marty McFly and he went, you know, from the 50s back to the the 20s? Not like that. Okay, do you want to know the headcanon I came up about with this movie? Sure, go for it. So, I don't know if other people do this where you see a poster and you just make up the movie. Oh. But I saw the poster of this and it's James Dean and he's big chilling in a cowboy hat right it's all like i thought he was on a post thing but i guess he's in a car he's in a car yeah yeah and i thought this was oh this is a movie about this cowboy guy Mm -hmm. just as the west is dying out Mm -hmm. and he's you know the young rebel trying to hold on to the west i thought it was like some billy the kid fucking like shoot him up western i that legit thoughts that what it was with James Dean playing the main character. Mm-hmm. He ain't even the main character. No, he's, he's not. He's like the bad guy that's only in like 30-ish minutes of the movie. And he's not really even the bad guy. I mean, he's the antagonist. Yeah, he's the antagonist. He's part of this tiny love triangle that we have in this movie. Yeah, he's also like this petty, creepy, racist oil tycoon that's a fucking super alcoholic yeah and it's an amazing performance yeah and yeah and also there's other people in this fucking i have never seen a movie with rock hudson in it or liz taylor so this is this is new all around for me and it was great i really dug this movie i know dean's eyes are bulging right now so that means that he is really digging this movie exactly but on the counterpoint here you have seen this movie before apparently a few times correct i have seen this movie quite a few times uh i have family that is from texas my mom was born in texas so it's kind of interesting to see texas on the big screen i've been there once but man i miss it i want to go back we should go we'll we'll we'll, uh record on location next time we do a texas movie I know, it has to be a cowboy movie, a shoot 'em up movie. It'd be nice, it'd be nice. We'll so, do Stagecoach. So I guess that means you didn't enjoy this movie, since there was no shoot 'em ups in this. Are you kidding me? So, three and a half hour movie. Yes. And we started watching this super late, yeah. right? We, and, I think we finished at two in the morning. Uh, yeah, and I'm over here, it's like, okay, I got work at like 6am tomorrow, so I'll like, I'll watch the first half of it, or watch the first hour, and then I'll go to fucking sleep. mm I'm watching it. I get like 30 minutes in and I'm like, oh God, this is going to suck so much ass. 
it starts off and it sets up this like oh it's gonna be a fucking romance love triangle movie it's gonna be titanic but with horses and it's it's a 50s movie it's gonna be terrible and then somebody fucking dies like the sister just fucking dies in like well, the I mean, first 30 she minutes she just doesn't die it's not like you know she just randomly no she gets you know combusted bucked. and she died gets bucked from a horse and dies and i'm like wait what the fuck and, and they warned turn- her and then this turns into a fucking like soap opera and there's like there's you like love fights. soap operas i fucking i fucking love soap operas all right telenovela and i'm watching this shit and i'm just like i get the popcorn out i start drinking so i'm like oh i gotta finish this shit and it flies by the first 30 minutes of this movie it i'll admit it's a hard watch because it sets up a totally different movie mm-hmm. that you feel in your soul is going to be so lame and cringy and just like not aged well and then then it turns into into fucking like a great a great story yeah that speaks about all this shit this movie is awesome james dean isn't even the best actor in this movie which is insane because boo is like of course he is i'm like not even rock hudson over here is acting god working his ass off in this movie but yeah no this movie was was fantastic i i particularly enjoyed this movie yes your thoughts again i've seen this movie i very much enjoy it i've watched it many a times but yeah so um i guess well that's the review everybody we got uh we said everything yeah. we wanted to you guys have yourself a good one so where should we start off well um because we've talked about how much we enjoy the film how deep the film is yeah i mean this is a super deep movie it i guess it depends do you want to try and summarize a three and a half hour movie? I think the best way to summarize it is we are going through a 30 year marriage between an East Coaster and a West Coast guy. And it's just the two of them trying to kind of figure each other out and not really doing so successfully. It's really complicated because that's the thing. Because the movie opens with rock hudson going up to see liz taylor and she's in like maryland right yeah and he's up there he's buying some fucking horses to take back to texas and liz taylor is suddenly like oh my you're this like seven foot tall cowboy i i guess i am now wooed and they they get married i think they get married after knowing each other for like two days that and he's also buying her horse because her dad feels like this horse is just too wild for her so it's this thing of okay, you're taking my horse and you're kind of handsome, so I'm going to take your heart and we're going to go off and live on your 500,000 acres that you own in Texas. See, marriage was so much simpler back then. I guess. So much simpler. But yeah, and then like Liz Taylor moves down there and has the culture shock of a lifetime. Yeah. Because she's this like upscale East Coast socialite, right? Mm -hmm. And she gets down there and it's not like a whole, oh, this is rough and tumble Texas. You know, you got to buck up girl you know and get along it's like no she gets there and it's like oh no like this is texas get get in the kitchen well it's not even get in the kitchen because they have staff that do their own set positions and that's a problem with uh big sister in the movie because she's been running this house with her brother god knows how long yeah so, whole life so you just have the new wife that suddenly comes in and it's like it okay invades well, the territory yeah and it's like you kind of see the You understand both sides of the power struggle. You understand the sister, this has been her home her entire life. And you understand the wife that, well, this is my home now. I should be a part of everything that is happening in this home. Yeah, and it's just this weird dichotomy because 
Leslie, when she gets there, everybody is like, no, you're a housewife now. Mm-hmm. You're married. Your husband's going to do everything. You you stay home. You're going to have kids. And you're going to watch the kids. That's all you're going to do. And, and you're she gonna wants get... to be involved in the community. She talks to the servants that are there. They live in this, like, really run-down village. Like, yeah. the introduction, we meet the sister, Luz, who is a total cunt. <laughs> but I fucking love her. She's she... tough as nails. And then, you, and then we get James Dean, who shows up. And I... I think he has two lines in his opening yeah he's a, a ranch hand and i guess he's been fired by bick they have some history where they just don't get along with each other mm. and it's a thing you know where bick's like i fired you before i left and his sister's like well you left to get these horses then you got married and decided to go on a honeymoon and now you're just coming back i need help here so yeah. i'm gonna hire who i can trust and who i know will do the job and james dean is such a prick well it's weird because he turns more and more into a prick as the movie goes on but at the beginning you're just like this is going to be the the guy that liz taylor runs off with right that's how this because that's how it sets up it sets up as like a romance triangle with the sister who's going to try and like push the wife out of the way and she's going to fall into the arms of james dean and they're going to run off and be happy, blah, 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 I mean, you see it when James Dean sees Elizabeth Taylor for the first time. His eyes just light up and then he can't look at her. He has to keep looking at the ground or looking away because... Well, that just happens when you see Liz Taylor. <sighs> she was a beauty. And then we're watching this go down. And again, I keep going back. The first 30 minutes of this movie is a totally different movie than the rest of this. And then Luz just fucking dies. She gets she on She doesn't a... just die. She's like, I'm going to... They, they like, ride out, and then uh, Liz Taylor's like, oh, oh, it's so hot in this hot desert. And then Rock Hudson's like, don't worry, darling. Old James Dean's gonna drive you back in the truck. He doesn't talk like that, but yeah, in my head cannon, he's talking like you're that. You're talking like John Wayne. Well, he's in Texas, so. we You know, all the people <laughs> in Texas do not talk like John Wayne, okay? Uh, uh, Pixar didn't happen. So, Liz Taylor gets driven back, and then Luz is like, well, I'll take her horse back for her. And the horse bucks her and fucking kills her. Yeah, well, leading up to this moment, Mm -hmm. because you're forgetting, you know, they want to introduce... I I forgot there's a whole movie before this, right? Yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, You know, Leslie is introduced to all the people that surround the property that Bick owns. So they have Mm -hmm. this huge barbecue to kind of welcome her to the community and also show her, you know, that Southern Texas hospitality where... You know, we get together and we have barbecue. You eat some some cow brains. So it's this thing where they're going down the line and, you know, Bick's like, oh, yeah, you're going to try like the, the finest barbacoa. And it's like it's, you know, a really nice setup until they get to the goat or the pig or the whoever's head it is, is on the table. <laughs> Old and, Bill. Yeah. And Leslie just faints and she i mean liz taylor does a good faint she just completely <laughs> that's crumbles. what you, that's what you put on the resume i'm very good at fainting yes yeah. and she does it successfully so after that like the next day that's when she's okay i'm up at four in the morning i'm gonna be with you guys having breakfast i'm gonna go out with uh big jordan for the day and you know she's out there in that texas heat just sweating and he's like you know what i'm gonna send you home and I guess my sister's going to stay. And all the, the ranch hands are telling the sister, don't get on that horse. It already kicked off a couple of the guys today. It's not safe. And she's, I've been riding horses since I was four years old. I can I can tame whatever. 
And then, no, she's just digging her spurs into this poor horse's side. And she just fucking dies. Well, she gets thrown off the horse. Yeah, and hits her head on the rock. I've said that four times. She just fucking dies. That's why she just doesn't fucking die. I mean, there's a reason why she dies. She doesn't listen. You're saying saying a strong, independent woman like Luz has to listen to a man and not die by a horse? Is that what you're saying? If people are advising you that people are getting injured riding this horse, I think I'm going to listen to, you know what? Maybe I won't ride that horse. Absolutely sexist. Luz, feminist icon right here. Oh, God. And then more tragedy ensues when Rock Hudson puts down the horse. Yeah, he blasts that shit. And then, you know, because... Leslie has no idea. She comes back home and she's trying to console him. Are you better? Oh, yeah, I feel much better. And I'm just sitting there shaking my head because I'm like, oh, God, I know what's coming. And he's like, yeah, I put a bullet in him. It's just like, oh, God. Well, you know. R.I.P. horse. R.I.P. whirlwind. I mean, hey, you know, Hudson had to kill the horse for vengeance. That should have been a movie. Rock Hudson. I thought that's where the movie was going to start. Rock Hudson was going to travel throughout the West chasing this horse that killed his sister. That's but just something you would do. It'd be great. But that's like the first, that's like the setup of the movie. That's like the first half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say like first 45 minutes. And when Luz dies, it turns into a whole different movie. Yeah. And it's this story about this family who is this really indoctrinated, really entrenched, high status rancher family and how they transform from that very old i guess it's not like aristocratic that's like the wrong word but very like old social status Mm -hmm. to how texas and like wealth changes because after this when luz dies that's when james dean's character uh jet gets just some random plot of land like somewhere on the edge of the of the ranch right yeah luz leaves it to him in his inner will yeah luz and jet are friends and oh they're probably banging Mm. I put cold money on it. That's why That's why she brought it back. I don't know. But they're friends, and when she does pass, she does leave him a small part of uh, Rietta. Mm-hmm. And Bick and his friends are like, you know what? You got to get that property back for him just to get him out of your life for good. And Jet has, you know, all the right senses about him where they're like, I'm going to put this $1,500 down on the table. You take this, and we'll just, you know, take that, you know dinky piece of property that my sister left you and he was just like nah i'm gonna stay here and bug the shit out of you while hopefully i get my big break on this property like i think land now is worth way more than that even like in the middle of nowhere most likely but for he can build condos on there but for you know a rancher like jet where he doesn't really have anything sixteen thousand could get you a lot it'll definitely get you out of texas because that's one of the things that when you know we first get Jet and Leslie talking to each other for the first time. He's talking about, I'm doing everything to get out of here. Mm. Versus Leslie, who, this is my new home. I'm going to do everything that I can to kind of soak up the culture and, you know, really feel like this is my home now. And that's the thing, because Leslie wants to become a Texan, like entrench herself in like that culture. But she butts up against that. They portray Texas in a light where... It's almost like it hasn't evolved in a long time. No, they want to keep it the way, basically, that they founded it. Yeah, and she butts up against that, and that causes a huge rift between uh, Leslie and Jordan, um, Liz Taylor and Rock Hudson. Huge yeah. rift. At that point, she's like, hey, we have a couple of kids, but I'm going to go to my parents' place on the East Coast for a while 
you can stay mm-hmm. here. And again, I'm like, wait, is this where is this where James Dean like slides into her DMs? And I guess not, because that's when he strikes oil and finds out that he's now the richest man in fucking Texas. Yeah. And Which, I think it's how much oil was that? I mean, it was just bling up. That's how much oil was on that little, you know, barren of land. But I think it's kind of sad that we see, you know, the first problems in their marriage are they're not really compatible because they're two very different people. Yeah. And Bick is supposed to marry, I guess, the neighboring girl that lives on, you know, the ranch that's closest to them. Yes, to combine their kingdoms. Yeah, you know, and, you know, it would work out because they're from the same place, same culture. So, yeah, you would think that it would kind of just be really cohesive. And he kind of goes against the grain and marries somebody else. But then we start to see the problems shift to when they actually have children, when they have twins the first time. Mm -hmm. And he completely ignores the little girl. Yeah. He is just very much... Because he wants a son. He wants an heir, a parent. He wants an heir. And it's just, you see this little girl that wants to be, you know, acknowledged. And he is just so, no, you are going to inherit the throne. You are going to take care of all of this. I bought you a pony. And And the little boy is just screaming bloody murder that he doesn't want to be near this animal. And that's the thing. Like, that just sets up that relationship from the get-go, right? And that sets up, like, the whole dynamic between father and son, Rock Hudson, versus his son, Jody, who's eventually played by Dennis Hopper in this movie. Mm -hmm. And a person I didn't know was in this. Yeah. And that relationship setup is the son you got is not necessarily the one you wanted yeah and it, again that's a really fucked up thing to say but that that's kind of the thing the movie is talking about really fucked up things yeah because with uh with jordan bick you know he talks about how he was raised this way his daddy was raised this way his granddaddy was raised this way and it's, it's just a like cycle it's a cycle but it's like you know when it comes to jordan it's like did you just kind of, you know, go into this blindly and didn't have any other interests? It's like, what about your father? Did he have interests in other things? And he was just pressured to, no, this is your life. You were staying here. You were running this a certain way until I die, until you die, and, you know, so on and so forth. Well, I mean, to go with that thing with the culture and whatnot, Rock Hudson's character, he was, like, when they were in Texas or whatever, like, he couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, at that point, I don't. Th- he they didn't have cars when he was a young young coming young kid coming up. Like it's one of those things where, as like time evolved, you know, the Dennis Hopper's character, little little Jordan, Jordy, Jordy, he he found ways out, and like you know, society, the world changed, and that's what's going on. Rock Hudson's character, Bick, is seeing the world change around him, and how he is almost incapable of adapting to it he's pushing against the change he's so stuck in the past and it's just it's kind of sad Mm -hmm. to see that you know he's not willing to evolve and it's kind of sad to see that his kids are just kind of like i really can't have a relationship with you because you think just in this one way and there's no way of breaking you out of it yeah i mean we we get the first inkling that maybe not open to change but like where it is forced upon him where he has the realization that change is an inevitability Mm -hmm. and that's when basically bick breaks down and he starts drilling for oil on his land yeah because once he starts drilling for oil on his on his own property that's when he realizes like look i'm a wealthy cattle rancher but 
cattle is not enough. No. Like, that oil is the new, is the wave of the future, and that's what's going to make him more money, and that's yeah. going to make him more secure or whatever. And he does that, his kids grow up, and Jordy's going to go off to be a doctor, and his daughter's going to go off and be, be an, a- actra- an actress in Hollywood. Well, well, that's Luz the second. Yeah. But his other daughter, the twin. The, yeah, the twin. God, I can. I'm never gonna remember her name. Um, she. Judy. Yeah, because there's Jordy and Judy. Okay. Yeah, and Judy, she wants to go off to learn animal husbandry at Texas Tech, and I'm like, bro, there's your heir. She's the. And I that I guess that's another thing about this movie that weird sexist dichotomy where mm-hmm. he wants a son to take yeah. the ranch, and his daughter not only wants it she she's way more capable than his son but he's like i no, like she's she's my daughter she doesn't inherit the farm and it's that's that's not how this works and to make things worse he goes around her and offers it to her husband yeah and says you know you're you know cattle rancher for life and he's like well yeah you know this is how i grew up well i want you to take the reins and he's like i'm sorry you know me and my wife your daughter have plans. We have made our plans for our own future. We don't want all of this. We don't want your 500,000 acres. It's like, we want our own thing and to do it our own way. Which is so strange. But it makes so much sense because I'm guessing in like most real life when your father or whoever at this point is a millionaire, multi-millionaire, mm-hmm. when they are like, hey, we're going to give you like my entire fortune and you're going to have more money than you'll know what to do with 99.9% of people are just going to take it. Yeah. But in this situation, it makes so much sense because he's trying to push not not just his wealth, but that old ideology yeah. onto his kids. And they're just like, no, we're, we're different. We're our own people. Yeah. Or it's like society has changed. We're the new society. You're the old society. We leave that behind and we're going to get something new. That and, you know, with them having Leslie as their mom, Leslie's very open to new things and to trying you know different avenues where Bix like no we're gonna do the same the same square over and over and over and leslie's like you want to be a doctor that's amazing i will try to help you buffer the news to your father but <laughs> no, i the, the real news that leslie has to buffer to um bick rock hudson's character is uh jordy's new wife yeah jordy's new wife's name is what what boo wana yeah do you think bick uh bick took that well no. Bick no. does not take it well. Uh, I mean, Bick's, uh The way he is around Mexican people in this movie... Is this where we have to talk about the elephant in the room? Yeah, because a lot of Mexican people work for the Benedict family. Yeah, which and... is the, you know, Liz Taylor, Rock Hudson. That's the entire main family in this movie is the Benedicts. Yeah. And I mean, right away when they get off the train, they meet Angel, who, you know, has the car there waiting for them so that they could drive back to their home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right away she wants to know what his name is, and she learns how to say thank you in Spanish, and she just repeats it over and over. And you see Bick getting annoyed, and he's like, no, no, you don't have to say that. You don't need to talk to them. And it's just, they're people. And yeah. you, you're like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then you see it progress more once she gets home. And it's just like, Wow, you know, you have these people cooking for you, taking care of you, taking care of your property, and you just disregard them. The thing is, it's like, when you're watching it, it's like, Rock Hudson isn't, you know, going out and, you know, fighting people, yelling. It's one of those weird things where it's like, it's, it's weird to call it like this, but he's like, 
that casual racist where mm-hmm. if you ever ask him about it, he's like, nah, I treat everybody fair, blah, huh. blah, 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 blah. But then when, you know, you see him interacting with people, you're just like, no, dude, you're like, you're, no, you're racist. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing where you don't see it because that's just how you were brought up. Mm-hmm. Like the world you were in is the old world where it was just, that's just how it was. Yeah. Right. And he's like, as you know, Leslie, who <laughs> Has her own racial things, as yeah. we will talk about. She's seeing it, and she's like, "Wait, no! Why are you racist to these people? Like, that's like that's such an like a weird thing." And, I, and that's the whole thing where the West was settled, but it's settled by the old ideology, mm-hmm. and the East Coast, you know, kind of like moved out of that kind of whatever. And it it's just a really fascinating look watching Jordan Bick Rock Hudson's character just be a racist in this movie it's weird to say it's fascinating to watch him do that and how it changes and progresses and how society around him changes and progresses yeah because i mean we have when luz dies uh liz taylor's character leslie tells the doctor hey there's a sick mother and child not too far from here they haven't been able to get a doctor down Mm -hmm. you need to go help this baby he's got at least 105 fever and bick's like you know what are you doing? He is our doctor. And she's like, what, the Benedict family owns him? And then he goes, no, they just have a way of, you know, doing their own thing. And it's like, no, they don't. They just can't get their doctor all the way out to see him. And he's able to save the baby. And this baby turns out to be Salminio's character, Angel, who ends up going to war. I think this was Pearl Harbor. Yeah. The was, second yeah, World War. What happens is, um, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess we'll get into that part because that's about when, that's about in the story where we're at and what we're talking about but yeah so we see rock has character racist 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 and his son-in-law is gonna go off and join the army right he's gonna go off join the army and salminio's character angel uh who is the son of one of the farm hands yeah angel who brings the car to leslie and bick when they get back from their honeymoon and he joined the the army or the marines or something. And Bick is just so proud and, you know, says, you know, thank you to, you know, our local hero that's going to go off to war. And it's like, you know, a couple of years ago, you were ready to let that baby die because yeah. that's your doctor. We, You know, he can't help these people. And it's just and, and astounding. That's the, and that's the thing. That's like the complicated thing about Bick's racism, because he is he is an out and out like racist like he, yeah. he uses like slurs to people mm-hmm. he and he's like kind of offhandedly like belittling people and he's not but he's not like aggressive he's not like punching people out he's like oh because of the color of your skin yeah. i will mur-. he's not like that but when he sees angel and he's like oh he's you know he's an american soldier mm-hmm. right and he's like well you know i you know I, I guess i can respect a man in uniform whatever it's one of those like begrudging things yeah. right and his son-in-law and Angel, they go off to war, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Time passes, and they come back. His son-in-law comes back. He's alive. He's a sergeant now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, you know, so excited. The war's over. And then as the train pulls out, you see there's a coffin there. Yeah. And that's that's Angel. Angel and... died in the war, and they, his family comes, takes him away, and they do the funeral. And that is a that is a somber funeral. Oh, yeah. When they, do, when they fold up the flag, and they give it to his mother... And they give it to his father because his mother is just so distraught. Yeah, the, the they loss. try to give it to his mm-hmm. mother and she just can't. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing where I'm like, this is like the complexity of Bick, Rock Hudson, 
is he goes to like his, the family flag like display or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like all the flags like you know, the, of Texas. He opens it up and he takes the flag of Texas mm-hmm. and he personally goes up like doesn't say a word. The funeral's going on. The the father's there holding the flag trying to console his wife and they're watching their son being put into the ground and Vic comes up completely silent just hands him the flag of Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's almost in that moment there's a moment of clarity with Vic. He's like the person going in the ground, he's not American, he's not Mexican, he's a man. Hmm. And he's Texan, he's one of us. Yeah. In that moment, it's like he's completely accepted these people as people on their level. I think in that moment, that's when we see, like, the humanity mm-hmm. in Bick. And we see past him, because up to this point, he's this hard-headed, kind of kind of bastard. And well, then, not a bastard. He's just this kind of dunce. Yeah, he's very thick-headed, and then the wall kind of goes back up once Jordy marries Juana. Yeah. Then it's like, are you kidding me? And then we kind of see, not like, are you kidding me that you married this woman? We hear it later where he tells Jordy, you know, after Jordy gets in a fight with Jet, he's like, I told you it was going to be difficult if you went down this route. So you're not seeing like, oh, this is a terrible mistake. How could you? It's kind of like... I I was telling you this because it's not going to be the easiest because we see leading up to the fight that Juana makes a hair appointment before this big dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is getting to like the climax of the movie because throughout this we have James Dean character. He kind of jumps in and out of the Benedict's life. Yeah. But when he jumps in, he jumps in to kind of like pull Luz, like their youngest Mm -hmm. daughter, away from the family. He's like, he's got this girl on the line. He's pulling her away. And you just know... That that's Jet's plan. He's going to make his his enemy's daughter his trophy wife. Yeah. And that's going to be his victory. But we see that Jet has this, this huge drinking problem. He's also just as racist as Big. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's just, it's sad to see where Jet was in the beginning where he's just kind of like a humble ranch hand. You know, Liz Taylor comes over for tea that one time and she sees the self-help book. So it's like, okay, so... You're he, not... He's much more of a a guy you can you can relate with until he gets rich. Once yeah. he has the money, then it starts cor- then it like corrupts him it, because he... then now that he has like the power and status, he's like, now I'm not like you guys. Mm. Now I'm better than you because now I'm I'm rich. I'm but... my own thing, and it's just like he is this oil tycoon. He's has his own airport. He, you know, you have jet oil trucks that are just Everywhere. running through Texas. So it's like he is this massive entity now and it's like you are no longer any of the person that you were that we met in the beginning of the movie exactly that person is just gone and and as he's seducing the daughter he then invites the whole big family to the opening of his um his brand new hotel yeah right and at this brand new hotel it's like the middle of dallas or austin or some big city texas Mm -hmm. and he's planning to announce his engagement to the benedict's daughter right he's gonna he's gonna marry her which is evil genius because he you know throughout the years he's trying to get Vic's, you know attention whatever way he can and Vic's just like not taking the bait and then it's kind of like well you know what his daughter kind of has a an eye on me so she kind of looks like liz taylor kind of looks like her so i'm really gonna hit Vic where it hurts i'm gonna take his daughter from him and and that's the thing you're just like he's not the villain i'm like no this guy's a this guy's a a doc he's like doctor no he's a bond villain yeah and then it's like not only is he taking the daughter it's the daughter that's named after Vic's sister which is why i think like him and luz has a thing him and luz senior had a thing like 
maybe that's his way of like trying to capture that past. Because Luz, I feel like, was a representation of very old school, ultra traditional Texan. Yeah. And she might have been that, like, the Western mythologized thing, the frontier woman. Yeah. And Jet is trying to, like, recapture that. He's, but he can't. Whole other thing. But he, the Benedict family goes. Um, Juana, Jody's wife, she shows up and she's going to do a hair appointment. And they're openly racist to her. They say they won't serve her kind. They won't cut her hair. You know, sorry. And Jody is like, wait, what the fuck? And he says, what's the what's the meaning of this blah 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 and they say straight out james dean's character jet made it a point that they will not serve any mexicans in the building Mm -hmm. jody finding out that the man who invited his family here made this blatant decree and feels offended for his family and his honor basically he's gonna go and beat the shit out of james dean in front of everybody that's there to kind of honor him because it's this massive banquet hall it's huge also there's a there's a shot near the end of this that i, I want to talk about in great detail because it's beautiful okay. but they're in the grand banquet hall dennis hopper comes running out of the crowd and he's gonna punch out james dean but james dean's handlers you know grab a hold of him and james dean you know gives him the gives him the you know the one two three combo sure yeah. you can punch dennis hopper goes down and then you see rock hudson get up he's like oh no you crossed the line sir and just challenges him to a duel kind of more it's like he's gonna like yo i'm gonna go get kick the shit out of you do you want to come with me outside you want to do it here and james Mm -hmm. is like well i'm already four four martinis down might as well do it in the in the liquor cabinet and they go off and this moment right Mm -hmm. you have these two characters and rock hudson i have no idea how tall he is in real life but in this movie he looks like seven feet tall yeah he looks like a fucking monster of a man and james dean looks like james dean kind of kind of skinny you know mm. relatively short but it's like i ain't, I ain't putting money on james dean to win this fight yeah but james dean's character is blasted it's three sheets to the win and rock hudson is like you ain't even worth hitting you're just a a sad lonely old man and you're gonna you're gonna die the same way all sad and lonely men do and just walks out and james dean's character is there and he i think he wanted rock hudson to to beat the shit out. I think he wanted him to kill him. Yeah, because when we see James Dean leading up to the big speech in this hall, you know, he's sitting there talking to Vic's daughter and we see her leave because she's just not really taking the bait. Yeah. And you could just see that he is very much a shell of the person that he used to be. He goes and he's just standing in the rain and his handlers are like, you know, come on, we gotta get you dressed. And it's just kind of like, is it really worth it? What has any of this been worth it? It's like, yeah, I haven't had to worry about money or anything else, but I haven't had anybody to enjoy all this wealth with. Yeah. And Rock Hudson leaves. He takes the entire Benedict family and they're going to, they're just going to leave. They're going to say, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck everything. It's over. And then Jet Rink, James Dean comes out of the the liquor pantry or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, Gets up on stage, he's supposed to give this huge speech, and just passes the fuck out at the table. Yeah. And out, completely. And we cut, and the daughter, Luz, she's like, one last chance. She's like, you know what? I still want to wanna try with this guy. Yeah. And goes back, and she creaks open the door to the banquet hall, and it's empty. It's blacked out. There's no one in there except Rink, still passed out in the same position on the fucking like dining table right yeah and he kind of comes to 
gets up and gives this slurred speech. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of rambles on. And you're wa- and it's so sad. It's so depressing. Mm-hmm. You're watching somebody who is who had all the money in the world, all the opportunities, just wasted. You see a life wasted in this. And the giant banquet hall, it's shrouded in darkness. And then Rink just tumbles ass over and over the d- dining table, knocks everything over, and just goes back and passes out on the floor. And that was actually James Dean's idea that he oh, brought really? up to the director. He thought, you know, you should have me do the speech and then pan out so you just see this empty room to just kind of see that that's who Jed is. He is just completely, utterly alone. He's this guy that has all this opulence around him and there's no one there Yeah, to enjoy. He's somebody who just pushed everyone away with his hate. Yeah. And it, it's it's a beautiful sequence. And when he falls to the ground and just passes out, it's like, it's this guy on top of the world mm-hmm. and he's fucking nothing. Yeah. He's this, he's this guy who's like living garbage and he doesn't, and he can't even throw himself away. And it's a beautiful performance. I adore that sequence. Yeah. It is so good. And love seeing this is like, my dad was right. Uh, yeah, my dad was right. Closes the door on Jet, and that's the last we see him. And then they are going to drive back to Texas. Yeah. And, well, I mean, they're in Texas, but they're well, driving they're gonna back Well, they're going to drive home. back home. They're going back to Rietta. And on the drive home, this is when the, I guess, everything finally comes to a head. Because on the drive home, Rock Hudson, a big, he's finally like, you know what, Wana? You're family. You can. You know what? I, I said a lot of things about you, but you know what? You're the you're the daughter of my grandchild. You're the the wife of my son. Mm-hmm. You're all right. Yeah. All right. Then and he's like, I want to live a simpler life. I don't need the the oil money. I don't need the jets. I don't, I don't need, need the opulence. I don't need the opulence anymore. After seeing Jet, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. I go back to simple ranch life. And they're gonna stop at a diner. Gonna have an old like cheap. They're, they're gonna ha- go back to the roots, right? Then he asked Juana, he's like, you want a burger? And she's like, yeah, you know what? A burger sounds great after the chaos of this past weekend. And they pull into this diner, they're gonna sit down, they're gonna have like a, a family dinner, right? You diner know? called Sarge's. It's like, it's gotta have good burgers and hot dogs. Exactly. They sit down and immediately it is an issue. It yeah. is an issue that Juana is in this establishment mm-hmm. with all her these, baby. with her baby, with all these white people around. And Benedict there, you know, is it's like everything's gonna be fine and they're they're openly racist to Juana, right and then but everybody's just like you know what just just let it go i'm just, just gonna have my lunch and have our lunch it. and we'll leave it's fine they're not kicking us out they're just being kind of they're being pricks yeah be they're fine. being assholes and then this mexican family comes in and they they sit down they don't they the waiter comes over and he and they're just like oh food and they try and give him money and he's like nah nah get get out we don't we don't serve your kind yeah that's sarge you know just lifts him up by his um, lapels on his jacket and i'm just like how dare you lift him up when this you know poor frail old man is trying to hand you a handful of coins yeah and you see sarge and you're seeing this guy who's like okay this is the out and out like like beaten people racist mm-hmm. guy and then this is the moment where Bic finally is like you know what it's not okay. Just letting this shit slide ain't okay. And he gets up and he's like, Sarge, he's like, Sarge, you ain't allowed to talk to people like that. You can't kick a man out of this establishment. And Sarge is like, I ain't kicking a man out. And Bic mm-hmm. is like, all right. All right. I guess, uh, I guess it's happening. And they go at it. 
fucking hard. They beat the shit out of each other. I love this fight. I figured you would. It is so good. Okay, because I'm going to put this out there. I don't know how many 1950s like fight scenes you've seen in movies. 90% of them are kind of shit by today's standards just because you can see the punches missing. Yeah. You can tell the two actors fighting are not... They don't look like they could take a punch at all. Sorry, Cary Grant. I don't think you could have been a pro boxer. Sorry. Still love Cary Grant. Absolutely do. North by Northwest, masterpiece. But Rock Hudson being like 17 feet tall and this Sarge guy being like 500 pounds of rock muscle and they're just throwing and they're throwing each other over counters. They're breaking they're breaking tables. They're smashing into things. I love the cuts that they make where they show the baby watching it. And the yeah. baby's just like enthralled. It's, and it's just it's like. Because it's so fascinating. And the well, family. the And everybody's like scattering. They're fucking gone. And the Benedict family's like sitting in the corner and they're like. They're, they're in tears. They're like, please stop. Please stop. Just stop. Just stop. And then, you know, at the end of the fight, Bick loses. He gets, he, he gets you know, dropped. And, and Sarge then, like throws the sign where it's like we reserve the right to refuse service. Just mm-hmm. tosses it on his chest, right? That that thing where it's like, hey, hey, I won because that's the rules. Yeah. And we get to, we finally get to the end of the movie. Well, I want to go back to that because that, that fight scene. That fight scene it's because so good, right? It you know it takes him putting his hands on the older gentleman mm-hmm. where Bick finally stands up, but you know when they first get there, Sarge comes out. And he's looking at them and he says, you know what? Can you get my grandson uh, an ice cream? And he looks at the little boy and he goes, wouldn't you think he'd rather have a tamale instead? And you'd think that's when he's going to jump up and punch the guy in the face. And he sits there and takes it. Yeah. And Juana, you know, she's almost in tears. And it's just like, is anyone going to do anything? Well, I, that's the thing. That's the thing in the movie here. And I think that's the thing with Bic. He, I think up to this point, he was like, Words don't hurt people. Actions hurt people. He's he's one of those kind of guys. Well, I think even to that point, he hadn't accepted the baby as his grandson. Because Juana says to him, you know, yeah, you know, I think um, I think he wants Grandpa to get him an ice cream. And Bix's like, Grandpa? And he goes, yeah, you go, you're right. I am a grandpa now. So it's like, I think it takes all of this turmoil to finally get him to realize this is your family. It may not look the it way d- you anticipated. And... That's jumping to the end exactly. when he says that. Oh my god. Okay, so I, I gotta get to the end because it's that that right there mm-hmm. is the point of the fucking movie. You're welcome. That is the point of the movie. The end of the movie, Bick's there, Rock Hudson, he's got the bruises, he's got the black eyes. Liz Taylor's like, you know, sitting with him and he looks at his grandkids. He looks at Jody's kid, little kid, yeah, white, yeah. blonde hair. And then he's looking at Juana's kid. Mm-hmm. Little kid, dark hair, looks very, like, mm. Mexican white kid. Yeah. And he's looking at him, and he's like, you know, that kid right there don't look a lick like me, but he's a Benedict. And at that moment, everything clicks. It's like, this is a story about a guy who had this idea of a legacy Mm -hmm. and seeing how culture and time and society changes and legacies don't matter it's the people that matter it's the ones you love that matter Mm -hmm. and then liz taylor just says to him it's like that when you were in that fight that was the the first moment i think i have ever respected you yeah because for 30 years she's been trying to drill it into his head you need to be more open you need to be more empathetic you need to change with the times and it took an actual fist fight to get Bick to wake up and see, hey, this isn't right what people are doing. This isn't right what I'm doing myself. And it's the thing where 
that relationship. It's 30 years of these two. They love each other. Mm-hmm. They abs- I'm, I'm convinced they both love each other. But I, you can tell they don't respect each other. Yeah. And then you, you finally see it when Leslie Liz Taylor is like, that is the first moment I think I've ever respected you. I think mm-hmm. that's the first moment I finally felt like a real, I could be a real Texan. And I'm like, this movie's so good. It's so good. I The performance here is fucking fantastic. And then I love when it ends, it, it pans onto the eyes of both children just saying, this is the future. They're kids. They're kids. Exactly. They are you the know, future of, of everything. Uh, you kids have, are the future, right? The kids are the future, but you have Jordan the Fourth that's sitting there and it's like, you know, yeah, he doesn't look like uh, Bick, but... He's got your name and he's got your blood. He is your kin. He is probably who's going to take over Rietta next. Or maybe, you know, his cousin that's sitting alongside him. Maybe she's going to take over. Maybe Bick will finally see, why can't a woman take over Rietta? You know, my wife Leslie would love that if a woman took over Rietta. I, I also love that because, on that note, Leslie Liz Taylor, throughout this whole thing, she is a strong woman who has her opinions and mm-hmm. has knowledge, and she is like, Bick, you dumbass, just, you're literally, there's literally a woman nine times smarter than you in the same room. Just mm-hmm. listen to her. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, uh, sorry about that, boo. So, uh, math. But yeah, like, this movie is just great. Um, I don't know, how long have we been recording? It's probably uh... been a minute. Oh, we're, we're about the hour mark. We're about the hour mark. Okay, we're like 50-something minutes in. So, that that's the movie. We went through most of the plot stuff in this very long, tangenty, yes. great stuff. But yeah, I really dug this movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, It's not romanticized in any way. It is very honest. Yeah, which is it, weird for a for, Technicolor melodrama from the 50s. For the 50s, yeah, because at that time, you know, you think of a lot of you know, romantic epics, and this is very much, no, you are going to see the drama of one family, well, technically, three families, her family, his family, and the family they create together, Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting to see, you don't really get too much sweetness from the two of them, it's a lot of bickering and fighting back and forth, but it's, I'm not going to leave you. Mm -hmm. She could have left him for James Dean, but she was just, I love you so much, and you're a dumbass, but I'm going to stick with you. And hopefully you will wake up and understand things a little bit better. But yeah, no, I really dig this. Um, <laughs> honestly, watching this movie, I'm like, because we've done like the little like ranking things or whatever, you know, one out of ten. I'm like, this is probably the first like nine, ten movie I've seen. Hmm, like very easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, watching this, looking back at Halloween Kills, Halloween Kills is like a three now. <sighs> Like, this movie's so good, it makes other movies bad in comparison. I mean, you know, any reason for you to bash Halloween Kills, you'll take. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, final thoughts? I think it's a really good movie. Uh, would recommend? Would recommend. Gets my blood boiling every time, just to see how people are treated in this movie. And it's, you know, it really hasn't changed today. A lot of people still act in this fashion. but It's getting better. I look at it like this. We can only hope that it will get better. We need more people like Leslie and Jordy who don't really see, you know, hey, because you look a certain way, I'm going to completely disregard you. It's like Jordy was inspired by the doctor that Leslie brought into the village to take care of the people that live in this small village. 
And because of this man that she brought in, he was inspired to become a doctor. So you just see kind of like the circle of life, how these little things happen and expand people's universes. And it's just kind of nice to see that, yeah, their family wasn't the best, but they still tried to make the best of it. That's a good way to put it. And I think I'll leave it at that. So, Boo, what are we going to be watching next week? Next week, we're going to be watching Donnie Darko, which I... Oh, motherfucker. I know. Dean doesn't like it. He's seen it once, I believe. It's it's I've seen it... Actually, I've probably seen it more than once, but I remember the last viewing I had was very negative. So, I've never seen it. I Even I'm surprised that I've never seen this movie before. It very lines up in the goth chick lit, uh, lit you know, lexicon. I think the reason why I haven't seen it is anytime it's been on TV, it's either the middle of the movie or the end. And it's like, I'm not going to jump into a new movie like that. Yeah. So. It's also a movie that makes no sense if you don't know the context. Well, I don't know the context. I'm trying to go in as blind as I can. So hopefully it's good. Maybe Dean will change his mind and like the movie after this viewing. I mean, you know, anything's possible. I didn't think I'd like this movie, but I really dug it. Yes, Dean loved this movie. So... If you want to find us on, you know, a different platform than you currently are listening to us on, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we're also on YouTube, along are. with Dean's other two podcasts. Why don't you tell everybody what we are? Well, the other places you can find us on our YouTube channel, and that is in the frame on YouTube, where you can find this podcast, the Film Club Podcast, as well as our other two podcasts. That is the Film Odyssey, where me and my brother talk about some of the best movies ever made as we're going through the afi top 100 list and the too obscure for tv podcast where me and my buddy david talk about new movies coming out art house movies hard to find movies generally hidden gems that really shine out if you give them a good watch but uh with that boo we'll see you next week at the film club peace